Ho, 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 and welcome to our first Christmas movie in the Gay Film 101 podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the 2021 film, Single All the Way. Okay, Dallas, give me this description of this Netflix original, or I think it's a Netflix original film. It's a Netflix original. It's them trying to do Hallmark Christmas movies. That's what it felt like. It felt like Hallmark. That's exactly what it is. And the description is, desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status, Peter convinces his best friend Nick to join him for the holidays and pretend they're now in a relationship. Okay. Does that happen? Do they pretend? No, but no. they discuss it. Right. Because immediately. That's the whole plot point of him coming there. But then, yeah, immediately it was like, I have a blind date. Yeah, you're going on a blind just... date. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick is just like, yeah, do it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that whole plan is just done. Yeah, it's okay. So I found that interesting that that was in the description. But um, I watched this movie when it first came out because my friend amanda wanted to watch it and then i think i watched it with ian this year at some point just randomly not even during christmas we just watched it you're watching a christmas movie (laughs) not christmas yeah and this caliber of christmas movie it's not even like oh let's watch like the grinch or something it's we're gonna let's watch single all the way because it's a gay movie um so I've seen it twice, but there's these two drag queens that do Netflix recaps, and I've watched the video of them recapping it quite a bit. But that's what I watched tonight because I didn't want to have to rewatch it. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to be asking you some questions like that. Okay. But because um, yeah, the plot is—I I remember the plot not making any sense to me last time I watched it. But again, it's like basically a Hallmark movie. So. Okay, this was released on Netflix December 2nd, 2021. That was two years and 13 days ago, I believe. So on that day, Tel Aviv, Israel was named the world's most expensive city, according to the Worldwide Cost of Living Index. American tennis player Darlene Hard passes away at the age of 85, and the number one song in the US and the UK is Easy On Me by Adele. So let's see. The reason I want to talk about this movie is not because I like it, because I don't. Uh, The reason I want to talk about this movie is because it introduced me, or introduced me, sadly, because I wish I would have known about the song sooner, but to a Christmas bop that is now on repeat during the holidays for me, and that is the Britney Spears song, My Only Wish This Year. Very uncomfortable scene where... Michael Uri does a choreographed dance to it with his sisters, I think. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. It's his, his nieces. Nieces, sure. <laughs> um, but God, what a great, what a great Christmas song. And underrated and under underutilized, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the other reason we're talking about it is because of Jennifer Coolidge. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> as Aunt Sandy. Uh, so the, I know we're going to talk a bunch about her, but this is where it breaks away from a Hallmark movie to me. And to like, I don't even know what the hell. It's like two different films. I don't know why she's even in this movie. It makes comedic. no sense. But it doesn't make sense. These movies don't have that. It's not this. Like, it just felt so... It would be like, okay, here's this traditional Hallmark love story. Within five seconds, the movie started, and Haley had already watched this movie when it came out. 
and I hadn't, but I was like, so they're going to end up together, right? She's like, yep. I was like, okay. Yeah. There, there's the, she's the like, formula. that's Hallmark. Yeah. But then it's, then it's like Jennifer Coolidge. It's like, this makes no sense. This feels like a 2005 comedy for no fucking reason. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. Jennifer Coolidge. She stole um, the show. She stole every scene she was in. It just yes, didn't. It of course. Clashed, it clashed so hard with it. It made it like, yeah, this is a watchable movie for me, but it just, it really clashed with what the movie, everything <laughs> else was. It felt, yeah. It definitely clashed in like the Christmas play that she's doing for what, yeah, I don't. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, on the banner, Jesus H. Christ. And she's dressed like Glinda the Good Witch from goddamn Wizard of Oz. <laughs> How's that Christmas? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but um, it's oh god! Like right when she comes on screen in that the cheetah print outfit, and um, they're talking about how he's going on it, going on a blind date, and she goes like from Grinder, like it just the line delivery. I mean, it's yeah, it did throw me though because she didn't do like her full fake voice. It was like just like a partial fake voice. It wasn't fully committing. So yeah, that, it wasn't full White Lotus. Yeah, character or, or any other time she plays like the dumb blonde yeah it's her yeah like um like a legally blonde yeah like she plays that to an 11 every single time this was like a reserved seven or eight yeah yeah but it just <laughs> like ridiculous when another gay icon in my opinion kathy and jimmy plays the mom but when she's putting the stars on the tree <laughs> and then that's to jennifer coolidge and she's wearing them as earrings. it's so stupid she's a ridiculous person um and then when she's when she's rehearsing the christmas play and she's telling her to you know you have to be terrified and then she just screams it's so funny very funny um but yeah all right uh let's see i have some more facts about this so this was produced by muse entertainment which is based in canada so this is technically a canadian film despite taking place in los angeles and new hampshire but technically a canadian film has a 68 percent on 28 rotten tomatoes reviews with a 67 percent audience score not great uh, it's directed by michael may mayer i think um who is a Broadway director, um, has won a Tony for Spring Awakening and a four-time nominee. Uh, and this is his fourth feature-length film. He is openly gay, uh, married to a man. And then it was written by Chad Hodge, who is an openly gay as well. Um, TV and film writer. And uh, let's see. So we talked about Jennifer Coolidge, but this stars Michael Erie, who I'm sh- sure you recognize from Ugly Betty. I would think nope. you didn't watch nope. Ugly Betty. Okay. No, nope. Haley did. I didn't watch it. Well, he kind of played uh, played an assistant on Ugly Betty, like a, to a fashion magazine woman. Um, just a very Jack McFarlane-esque from Will and Grace character. Uh, he's, you know, he's an openly gay actor and usually, no offense to him, but he can kind of only play gay characters. I think that's just the way it is, which is fine. Um, but uh, So points for that, you have an openly gay director, openly gay writer, uh, the lead is openly gay, uh, and... Philemon Chambers plays Nick's friend, and he came out during the uh, during the uh, press for this movie. But this was his first role, so he wasn't wasn't known prior to this. Um, and then you also have Luke McFarland, who plays James, who he goes on a few dates with. He is also openly gay. I know him from Brothers and Sisters, show on ABC, the two thousands. He's also the uh, love interest in the movie Bros from last year. 
Yes, uh, I briefly mentioned Kathy to Jimmy, most known for voicing Peggy Hill on King of the Hill. But uh, one of my favorite movies is Sister Act, and she's very funny in Sister Act. And also Rat Race, hilarious in Rat Race. Uh, but, uh, and then the sh- shock of this movie is the dad, Michael Erie's dad, um, the character, of course, is played by Barry Bostwick, who played Brad in Rocky Horror Picture Show in the 70s. So, kind of interesting. So honestly, like a pretty good cast, I'd say, for the most part, for what it is. It's not like a Hallmark movie where it's just a bunch of Hallmark actors that no one knows um, that are <laughs> recycled from the movies. Um, but all right. So uh, I think this is 2021, but in 2020, the first Hallmark Christmas movie starring a queer character was released. I don't remember the name of it. But then uh, you also had The Happiest Season, which was a lesbian Christmas movie on Hulu that came out in 2020 that was similar ish to this but um I almost had us do that but I really really hate that movie uh, so no what's the one with oh my god I, I can't think of the lady's name the the Twilight actress lady that's happiest season that's a, mm-hmm. okay that's why I've seen that one I can't remember anything about it but I have seen that Haley watches all these movies it's, just, it's not my like some of them are like serviceable and some I can't I can't at all like I have to just be on my phone the whole time yeah, this one is really, I mean, I don't watch the Hallmark movies, but this is just the whitiest McWhite family I've ever seen. Yeah. To, to me, this one, I will get to that right This one to me is serviceable. I don't know if it was just Jennifer Coolidge and a couple other things sprinkled throughout, but it was serviceable enough. I've it's seen so many Hallmark or Netflix sure. originals. Yeah. I've seen some ones that are real, real rough. Yeah. So to me, this is at least watchable. So I enjoyed, enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you kind of already said it, but do you want to elaborate on your first impressions? So like I just said, my first impression is that this is a watchable film. So if you're not a diehard Hallmark person, but your significant other is, this is one that I feel like you can watch and you don't have to just be like completely doing something else. Like to me, I don't think you have to be drunk or fucking doing something else while this film is on. I think it is serviceable enough. It does a well enough job. The plot it's super predictable. Like I said, two seconds in, you already know the whole film. You know how the whole thing's going to play out, which is super disappointing with these films. Like, that's why I don't understand why people want to watch every single day for the Hallmark original, because I feel like it's the same thing every single time. I Like, I want it to be where we expect him, yep, he's going to end up with his best friend. And no, he doesn't. And that's, he, but he's still happy and it's okay. Why, why can't we subvert expectations a little bit? Why does it have to be the same thing every single time? It doesn't always have to be... Yes, this crowd pleasing moment. People like every know, single time. They don't. I feel like, like, change. I feel like every, they want what they want. I feel like every single time. <laughs> every single time, it's the same thing. I mean, that can't be true. There's thousands of these at this point. Uh-huh. I did. I did want to say I. I did like that they. Even though it came off as they were trying too hard, stressing that all gay people aren't the same. Like with Nick, that's the his friend's name, right? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they had a hammer at home, like he was like good with tools and he was able to fix shit. Even though like those like whatever, what is he called? I forget. Rab- I forget. Task rabbit. Task rabbit person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was just like running and getting groceries, maybe doing a couple of things. They're like, Oh yeah, we're having a leak in the basement. And he's just like, I got it. It's like okay. Like that's not how. Like I just to me. Okay, you're a task grabber person. All of a sudden, yeah. You're these a movies now. don't make sense. <laughs> these aren't real people. <laughs> this isn't real life. Like my dad is a handyman, and like if the basement was leaking, it would be like, yeah, we're just gonna go down there and fix it right now. No, and it's like the... <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it was so over the top on some of this stuff. Yeah, but there's I think so much. You... 
there's so much going on. He's also like an author and wrote a children's book or something. And that made him rich, which I don't think that's realistic. Um, what, his best-selling children's book? Yes. <laughs> which I also don't get because he's like, I started the book. And then it's the one day before Christmas, he started the book. And then his gift on Christmas, one day later to the kids, is here's my draft of the book. I, I mean, I guess it's a children's story. It could be five pages long. But he's like, I started it. And then next day, done. Okay, we're done. One day. That's... <laughs> That's all you got to do for children's book is Honestly, one day. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. Um, all right. So let's see, we have, like I said, the main character, Michael Erie, um, this is named Peter character's name is Peter. Uh, I, again, these names are so generic. I'm not going to remember these names, but I'm just going to call Michael Erie to be honest, but he's living in Los Angeles. And he's dating a guy who he finds out is married to a woman. I don't know how that's possible. He didn't know that, but okay. Um, like, again, this these movies, there's no stakes, though. Like, there's, like, his family doesn't give a shit that he's single. Like, no. do they? I mean, they, they do give a shit because it's such an awkward thing throughout. Like, they're just so excited for him to go on a date. And it's like, yeah, but that's any weird. parent that excited? But is anybody that, were your parents that excited and you're like, oh, I'm no. bringing home a person where they're like, oh my God, Dale, this is the greatest thing of all time. We're going to have to interfere in your life. Like these, his nieces are like, we're going to sabotage. He's happy. He's, <laughs> he's been on three dates. He is happy with this guy that he's seeing, but we're going to sabotage it because he should his be best friend, friend him. Yeah. Had, it's like, how do they even fucking know? Like, I don't, he comes home and said maybe once or twice a year. So you've maybe seen this friend five times, 10 times ever. And it didn't seem like any, like no circumstance was ever like this close of a. No, they didn't really have chemistry really. So I don't, I don't. <laughs> It was like, okay, why you're going to sabotage his happiness? He's like, he's genuinely happy for those first few dates. And we're just going to destroy it for this what if. Because at that point, they're not even like 100% sure if they even have those feelings. It's just, oh, when they're talking together, they look happy. And it's like, if I'm talking to you, Dallas, I might be having a good time because I haven't seen you in a while. And we're having a good conversation. It doesn't mean I want to like be with you forever. No, like, I just that's don't. Very... <laughs> Again, it's the logic of these movies, though, isn't it? I know. If you are happy when you talk to someone, you should be together forever. Um, <laughs> and they do they end up together at the end like they do he, uh, okay right and it's like the weird thing though of like he's like yep i i'm kind of forcing your hand to move back to new hampshire because i've paid six months of rent for this place without even talking to you right. i didn't even talk to you about your plant That's so weird plant business yeah. but i've paid six months but i'm moving back to la our we're not i don't our friendship is kind of questionable now it doesn't seem like we're going anywhere relationship wise but here's six months of rent okay he has no business plan, but he does like plants. He loves plants. He wants a plant store. Yeah, the beginning. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I Michael Urry is just. I I've never been a fan of him as an actor. But um, when he's talking to the plants and like calling them Linda and fucking <laughs> Judith and whatever, it's like it's just stop. I can't. Stupid. Um, and that's way too many fucking plants, by the way. So we have a lot of little... in our house. We have a lot of plants in our house, and Haley loves them. But like, I've never. She named her plants. And was talking to them. I'm like, okay, we. You might need. You might need to go talk to somebody. And like <laughs> the shot, it's just like all plants. So there's nowhere to even walk in there. Um, yeah, it's too much. Uh, too much. And but what's his job? He like. He's a social media person. I don't yeah, know he was like taking pictures of Santa Claus, like hot gay Santas or something. I don't. 
It was for like Gillette. I think I think they name dropped Gillette. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And then he was like, later, isn't he like taking doing a photo shoot with the one guy? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand because because like he does it with Nick. Weird. Product. He does it with Nick, and it's like it's supposed to be like, oh yeah, it's my friend or whatever kind of stuff. But we're gonna submit it, and then I'll, I don't, I didn't read the text or whatever. I guess I should have looked at what Gillette or whatever the ad person said. But then he takes a picture of the other guy, and then he submits them all, and they all get published. Yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of that other guy, their first date. It's oh my god. When they're like, I don't even understand why like he did the spit take with the hot chocolate. It didn't make sense to me. It wasn't funny. It wasn't like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid. And they both did it. I know. And then he did it. Like, oh my God. Also, why would his mom set him up after a spin class? Like he's sweaty, gross. And when he has to change and then go, like, why wouldn't you just meet him at a restaurant after he's done? I don't get, I'm going to go meet you with my mom at the spin class that you just taught. You're sweaty, gross. You're going to have to shower, get ready. And then from there, go out. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird timing. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't like a, you know, a hookup situation where you plan it after the gym. Cause you know, you're like, yeah. no, this, I mean, this was legitimately his, this his was like mom a, was there. Yeah. This is like an introduction yeah, yeah. of like, this here's your a... blind date. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I feel like I don't know if it's in real life or not. But I, I thought Kathy Nijim was really good actually as the mom. My, my one complaint with her is I did the joke felt weird every single time. It was like the she kept not saying LGBTQ every single time. It was like LGBTTTT book, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why did you keep just purposely saying it wrong? And then like adding a T at the end and like multiple T's. <laughs> I mean, that is an inside joke for yeah. gay people though, because they just kept adding letters to it. Um. <laughs> it's like three times in the movie though, Dallas. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. It's not um, that clever of a joke. It's okay to, of course to say it's it not. once. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Little things I clocked. He says Gunkel, which I fucking hate i want to <laughs> retire that word from the lexicon um like the first time i heard it was on like tori spelling had a reality show and her two there's this gay couple that were her bffs and they were she called them her kids gunkles and that just really irks me um i just don't get why they can't just be uncles why do they have to be uh, it's funny because <laughs> they're gay uncles <laughs> it's like uh there's a that's the thing um like gaysian <laughs> gay asian <laughs> is the thing um yeah, i don't know because we think we're fucking hilarious and clever i guess um it's lol um let's see that's really all i have to talk about this movie to be honest <laughs> so i like to bring up so if you're done talking the movie i want i like to bring up actual like relatable things to be able to just get your experiences uh-huh. okay so I, the one big one that i know you've talked about before in person not sure on the podcast or not is being like for small towns on there not being any gay people at all because like when they interact and it's now i forget the the character's name but his boyfriend in the film or it's like who you dated, what apps, and there's like, there's nobody in this area. What's it been like for you? And I mean, it's bigger than most parts of this area, but it's still a pretty small population base to be able to date. Yeah. Yeah. You find out quickly that the person that you are dating has hooked up with another person that you dated or hooked up with and all that, which is always gross. Um <laughs> That's just... It's come back to bite you before, right? It's been like where it's been putting you in some bad situations. Oh, God. Before yeah um yeah i basically broke up a relationship not on purpose <laughs> unintentionally <laughs> and i told that story on the podcast um this was in florida and 
So I usually don't hook up with people unless I get a like a face pic. And this should have been the first sign is he didn't want to send me a face pic. Um, and he eventually did. And in the pic, he had like a ring on his, <laughs> on his, I didn't know if it was a wedding ring. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I chose to ignore it. Um, and then that explains why he didn't want to send his face. Because uh, he was, I found out he was engaged later because a couple months after that, his now ex fiance, but they were still engaged at the time that I hooked up with the first guy, um, would like was interested in me, and I didn't, I didn't know that that I <laughs> got my dick sucked by his ex fiance, you know, three months earlier. Um, it, it was a fucked up situation because I found out they had broken up like that week. And so he was like, I was like an extreme rebound situation. And he like was moving way too fast, wanted to date me after like meeting up once. And I went to his Facebook and saw, still had pictures with his ex-fiance on there. And it was the guy that had sucked my dick three months before. And I was like, um, is this your fiance? Cause he sucked my dick like three months ago. And then that became a big thing because he called him <laughs> and confronted him for cheating on him three months earlier. It was a whole fucking mess. Um, and in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have said anything because, of course, the first guy found out and then started messaging me like because I. <laughs> I mean, you're being a good human being, Dallas. Like, it's, it's okay. I was, I was but I, mean, I, I don't think about that. I don't think. Oh, well, wouldn't, you want some, wouldn't you want somebody to tell you, though, in that situation? Oh, of course I would. But then I don't know how crazy this first guy is. And now he's mad because I told on him. It's not my fucking fault that he cheated. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I kind of, mm, whatever. But uh, <laughs> it was just, I got, I get myself involved in messy in other people's relationships. It happened multiple times. Um, it happened with my current boyfriend. Um, <laughs> almost wrecked that right away. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I get myself into these situations. I do. Okay, so the other one is less serious. It's kind of just about gay icons. So we do have like a little wink, wink, nod, nod from Jennifer Coolidge in the movie. She has a little line of like, it's about like bringing the two guys in to help with theater production. But then she ends it. She goes, I don't know why, but they're obsessed with me. Referring to gay, yeah. gay people. Yeah. How do gay icons happen? Because like, as far as I'm aware, she's not in the LGBTQ community. I don't think she's had any like major roles as a gay character that I'm aware of, which is openly gay. No, and how does somebody like that become an icon in the community? Because gay men are obsessed with her. I think she's hilarious and she's weird. Like we love weird women. Um, yeah, that's the short of it. <laughs> okay. And it's also like, she's been around for so long and it took her so, you know, forever to break through. I mean, she really didn't break through. She's had, you know, roles here and there, but she's been acting for almost 30 years and all of a sudden White Lotus, you know. I mean, she was big for me being Stifler's mom. I know that's not the major role. Yes, she was stiff for straight guys. She was Stifler's mom. For gay guys, she was, um, it's legally blonde. Um, and then, and then she, she was off of, what's it called? Two Broke, Two Broke Girls. Girls. Yeah, which I'm sure was, you know, she was a basically a regular on that show. Yeah. And it's in syndication already, so good for her. But like, I also think gay men love in a you know an actress who maybe is underappreciated by the mainstream um, and keeps going you know despite that um, underdog story type thing and she's fucking hilarious <laughs> like and that's you know that's how she is in real life i mean all her best friends are you know queer people and she's been enveloped in the gay world um, as a straight woman but yeah okay so just kind of just conclude this episode who do you want to fuck dallas uh, oh, I didn't actually think about that. Honestly, Barry Boswick. 
okay he's like he's like a hot old older man um, he's so old looking though. he's this very old looking but i, I so definitely... could you realistically so realistically if this situation occurred could you hook up with somebody that is 70 plus years old i don't know i think the oldest i've been with was a guy in his 60s so probably so you could so barry boswick so when this film came out he was like a solid 76 <laughs> Yeah, he's so hot. I know he doesn't look the same, but he's so hot in um Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's so so pretty in that movie. Um, you don't get you don't get a de aging. You get him at this age. Oh, I know. No, I would. I I don't really have qualms about age, and I prefer older men in general. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think for one of the first times, <laughs> so can be done. I'm just thinking about saggy old balls now, Dallas. It's all I'm thinking about is saggy old balls. I know, and, I, and like the skin, just the skin in general, is is maybe would be a turn off, but. Because, like, my great-grandma, when she was still alive, this, like, early 2000s, her boyfriend at the time, had, like, <laughs> legitimately the old man balls that hung past his short line. Like, they lived in Florida, yeah. and it would be his testicles would be hanging down. And that's just a commonplace thing. Like, he could just have the saggiest falls at this point. We've talked about this, but the thing with older men, for some reason, especially older gay men, I don't know why, but they have, like those crazy like protruding nipples <laughs> that are like like cut glass like you know what i like the hard yeah. like huge weird nipple like yeah um i've been with a few guys with those types of nipples and it's a little weird but yeah okay so i think one of the first times we've done a couple times probably but rating so i feel like you're significantly lower than where i'm at which is a surprise because <laughs> i had no idea where you were going to come in with this film because i was surprised we were watching this type of movie and so i was like i had no idea dallas was into cheesy christmas movies no i'm not i oh god i had a roommate from hell in college and he was a diabetic but he would leave his needles all over the apartment and he'd just bring random women in the middle of the night and fuck them right next to me basically and he called he basically called me like ugly in front of his the other roommates it was he was an asshole but he was obsessed with hallmark christmas movies 24 7 on the tv in the like shared space hallmark christmas movies and i wanted to gouge my fucking eyeballs out i just so was he either super christian or was he gay dale was he closeted gay no i think he was very christian okay (laughs) but it was like it was weird it was like the one gay thing about him was so random. Like, why are you obsessed with these Christmas? Oh my Christmas movies, it's so weird. Um, and I used to get pissed off because the Golden Girls would be on every morning and every night from, for like a two-hour block. Yeah. Um, except November and December because they showed these fucking Christmas movies and it pissed me off. Um, that was like pre-streaming, though. So now I can just watch it whenever, but it's time it would piss me off. Um yeah, it, this is like a D for me. <laughs> okay, because I went, to, I told Haley after we finished watching it, I was like, that was a C. Like, that was, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. It just kind of fell somewhere in the middle. And she's like, oh, that's not a good score. I'm like, that's passing. That's more than passing, really. So I'm fine. If you want to do a D plus, I'm fine with that. No, we can, listen, I don't know. Just because of the Britney Spears song and, and Jennifer Coolidge, we, we can do C minus. C minus? C minus? I'm okay with C minus. Because I do think this is a decent movie. Like, for what it is. Like, the dialogue is it, just pisses does it compare to other movies we've watched on the, for the show? No, it's not compare, but... <laughs> well, it's a different thing, and I understand that. Um, like, your expectations, you can't be going in, like, this is not, like, the birdcage. Like, you can't go in, it's I like, know. my expectation is a quality <laughs> film. It's like, your expectation have to be Hallmark movie, and yeah, you pat, you you beat Hallmark quality by a little bit, and you're like, okay, I was pleasantly surprised that this wasn't a complete trash heap. Yeah, and I'll give it points for, I feel like when they, I don't know if there's any moments like this, but I assume if there's moments where they have cups 
there's actually liquid in the cups because I know the Hallmark movies are notorious for like <laughs> they're clearly nothing in those cups. Like they set them down, you hear the hollow sound. Um, they're not holding. They're holding it like it's not hot. And it's supposed to be like hot chocolate or what? It's like okay. And they're just like flailing the cup around, and there's supposed to be stuff in it. It's very stupid. Um, Production wise, yeah, for what it is, it's not bad. And I, and I think Jennifer Coolidge does give a good performance for a Jennifer Coolidge performance. So yeah, she's good. All right, we're gonna be back in a month, I'd say, with our next episode, probably, probably in a month. It'll be our one year anniversary. But uh, until then, I have three words for you. I can't quit you. Gay Film One Hundred and One is a part of the Unlikely Alliance Network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. And thank you for listening.